What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Movies with Wrestlers. I am Eric. This week, Connor and I are talking about the John Cena film Legendary. It's a WWE Studios joint as we get into. This episode's pretty fun. The movie wasn't that great, but the conversation we had about it was pretty fun. Um, Hustle, loyalty, respect are all main themes of this movie. We'll get into it. Uh, I'm going to quit talking. Here's the episode. Legendary with John Cena. Legendary. Legendary. Was this movie. This movie was not legendary. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty... It didn't com- It didn't succeed at what it was trying to do. And it was it trying. It tried to do it a lot. It was really trying. It tried to do a bunch of different things. Um... Let's just start off with the main character. His name's Cal Chetley, Chetley. right? Cal Chetley. Chetley. Cal- Calvin Chetley. And we, we learn from uh, panning shots of trophies at the beginning of the movie, of the credits, that someone named Mac Chetley and someone named Mike Chetley were very, very good at wrestling at Riverdale High School. So, Calvin Chetley obviously wants to be a wrestler which is the whole point of the movie um but he's got a lot of other interests <laughs> he's got this pump he's trying to make work he's trying to make this pump at the catfish pond work because he's trying to farm catfish what does that mean do you know what does it mean to farm a, to farm fish um, you just feed fish and then that's your farm i am guessing why but does I it require a pump? <laughs> I think it's like to circulate the water so that they don't then have to go like move throughout the water so that they can, it turns up oxygen, you know? So they can just like stay in one place and get real fat. Cause that's what you want in a catfish. That's my guess. So you're farming fat catfish. Yeah. Fat fish, fat fish. Okay. I'm going to believe that that's true. I think it's easiest if we just go with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's look it up right now. Cal sure didn't find explain out. it. No, they didn't. He likes to fish. So, Danny Glover's in this movie. And throughout the whole thing, he... Mostly, throughout the whole thing, he just appears in the woods, right? Like, he's just always fishing. He's just out there fishing, spitting wisdom to Cal whenever he needs it. Yeah, so I was positing a theory throughout the good three quarters of the way through the movie that he wasn't actually alive and that he was just a figment of Cal's imagination because he only ever shows up in the woods when Cal is in need of advice. Huh. We find out later on that's not the case and I'm that is wrong. Not the case. <laughs> it's, a lot, it's a lot more uh, rational explanation. A lot more Although, grounded explanation. You know, I'm not totally convinced I'm wrong though, and I'll try to justify it when we get to the end of the the end of the story. I don't think I'm gonna I just try to figure crazy. out a way. I don't think that's crazy. no, because assuming he doesn't interact, I, I'm pretty sure because I was paying attention, he doesn't interact with anyone apart from Cal and John Cena's character Mike. So it could very well be, which we find out at the end of the movie that the major twist is that he was their dad's coach. Their dad died 
in a car accident that John Cena couldn't save him from. So maybe... Danny Glover was also may, in that car. Maybe he was also in the car. But then why and wouldn't... maybe... Why wouldn't Mac then just come be their advisor? Because Mac was going through stuff too. Remember, Calvin <laughs> needed Mac just as much as Mac needed Calvin. He's just not equipped to give the advice so he has harry do it i think john Cena's not really equipped to live in this movie like a lot of his problems that he has so like john cena's problems are he gets into trouble too much from fighting which we'll get into this when we get to this scene because this scene is ridiculous and the reason that they started fighting is ridiculous <laughs> because john cena fights with the big guy and that's when he gets in trouble right 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 but he get he has a temper. He gets fired from his job immediately, which one of my notes was Cena gets fired. Cena gets fired while he's working. So I've been privy to people <laughs> getting fired. Before. Right. For one, don't do it out there where everybody else is around and you're the only one that's getting laid off. Because essentially he's getting laid off. Right. He, he, he can't have one more guy on his crew, so he's got to let Cena go. Cena is like literally midway through grinding some metal. Do you want me to finish this? <laughs> yeah. And he stops him and tells him that he's fired, basically. So I've been privy to people being fired before. It's not fun. It's definitely like one of the worst parts of my job. But we don't go down there and fire people <laughs> while they're on a cash register. <laughs> like... Just leave that card in the aisle and get out of here. Like, you just get in their line, and another customer comes up behind, starts unloading their stuff on the belt, and you're just like, hey, can I talk to you for a sec? <laughs> the customer's like, should I go to a different <laughs> register? No, this will only take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just finish this one up, and then, and then you should go. That's not how it works. I don't know about construction sites, but at my job, that's not how firings go. <laughs> you should try it sometime. See how it goes. I, you know, after running through the scenario with you just now, I kind of want to <laughs> just to <laughs> just to see just what to happens. See how the customer handles it. <laughs> well, you know, it'd be funny is if there was a customer behind me. If that was like the trial, like, hey, your neck, your job depends on this next customer. <laughs> I'm going to ask them how you did. Dude, if I ever start working at that store again, I'll let you fire me while I'm on a cash register. Hell yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> I'll like beg for my job back in front of the customers and stuff. You should. That'd be great. And you know what else? It would help my uh, my image among the other employees. Make <laughs> me look tough. like a real hard ass. Shit, that's what he's willing to do to his best friend. Maybe that was... Maybe that was... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, but maybe that was the ploy the whole time maybe the the foreman on the construction site was just trying to motivate the rest of his crew he was just trying to set an example yeah like, light a hey, fire i'm working with too many guys so if you're not on your on your game then you're gonna end up like mac chetley over here <laughs> it's mike sorry mike mac was the dad mac was the dad. also clear favoritism oh yeah <laughs> Cal's nothing like my name. I don't care about him. (laughs) 
We don't know. He he died when he was young. Cal Cal, Cal never got to know his dad. Cena did. Also, the two of them, very very different body types. <laughs> Cal that, is very small. That is to say the least, for sure. <laughs> Actually, his mom points it out later on when he's like telling her that he wants to start wrestling, but she is very very much opposed to. She does not like, want it to happen. She, she takes a hard stance on wrestling like right away. Like wrestling ruined this family. Wrestling killed my husband in a car accident. <laughs> And I haven't heard from my other son in 10 years because of wrestling. Which, Cena only lives like one county over in the movie. Right. So the fact that they haven't talked in 10 years, <laughs> like she doesn't know where he is. <laughs> he's or really what he's trying. Doing. He's like actively avoiding her. Yeah. Well, he's hiding in plain sight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because she did say she tracked him over 10 states, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's been in... <laughs> He's been in uh, Oklahoma the whole time. You think JR produced this movie? He didn't, but do you think? Because it's set in Oklahoma. I bet he consulted. They, he definitely was a creative consultant on all the Oklahoma stuff. Because there's like a whole... At the beginning, Danny Glover's the, the narrator, and at the end, he's telling the story, we're to presume. Um, and he, he goes into the whole history of the Sooners and, and Oklahoma. And the independent, ambitious spirit. Um, couldn't tell you why they're called Sooners, even though I learned about it like literally two hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it has escaped me too. The sign of a great nickname. Basically what, basically what I, what I gathered out of it was that there was a bunch of land available in Oklahoma. A bunch of people like jumped on it right away because they wanted land. And then they, they acted too soon because then they realized it was Oklahoma Shots fired at Oklahoma. Oh, <laughs> uh, your state nickname is based on being disappointed and being in your state. <laughs> Hindsight's Oklahoma. <laughs> so we learn about all of Cal's activities, one of which is he has a box full of newspaper clippings, which what my second note on here. My first note was it's a WWE Studios joint, which it definitely is. Yeah, that is. You can tell. It really is. But uh, my second note is I love the newspaper exposition because I think it's like three different times in the movie. This was the first time, but three different times in the movie, something is explained in the plot by Cal reading something from a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is about his, his dad dying. It's like his obituary. And the the coaches who we later find out is Danny Glover his words about Mac Chetley but that's the first time that they do it they do it another time uh later on after Cena gets in trouble cuz like the kid throws him the newspaper which was very weird <laughs> i don't know that i remember that so you know the bully kid in the movie yeah so he pulls up next to Cal and he's like in like a red sports car wearing his letterman's jacket. It was like classic bully scene. Yeah. Classic bully scene. It's just textbook. Uh, but he pulls up and he says something fucking stupid. I don't even remember what it was. But like basically making fun of him because his brother's a criminal. <laughs> and then he throws a newspaper at him. And it's like a very... It's not even like a headline or anything. It's just a very specific part of the newspaper of like offenders within the area. And he sees... <laughs> that Mike Chetley is on is is on there. 
Dude, that's so such like, an extra insult. Like, search for the way I'm insulting you. Yeah, exactly. Like, this kid took the. This kid hates Cal Chetley so much for whatever for whatever reason. It's never really explained why he doesn't like him. Yeah, I think, I think just because he's like a shitty bully. Yeah, basically. There's no. But reason. they had like one interaction at the beginning of the movie where it was basically this kid was being a dick to him because he's like at the pond, he's messing with his fish pump. And the kid comes up and throws a rock at him and is just being a bully. Like, you're weird. I don't like you. <laughs> and then they <laughs> and then later on, he joins the wrestling team and they, they get a couple of shots in on each other. But this is like next level shit that this kid dislikes him so much that he's going to get a newspaper from another county. Look for the violent offenders within the paper, which I don't know if they do that in newspapers i don't think they do it in our newspaper where they like list all of the violent offenders in the newspaper maybe police reports but they don't give out names i don't think they always give out names if it was like a really really violent crime i could see them giving out a name but john cena got in a bar fight (laughs) so like (laughs) i don't think that doesn't seem newsworthy but that's the level of effort that this kid went to he got a newspaper from the county over looked at the violent offenders list I'm to assume that he's just been checking the newspapers around the vicinity every day, just waiting for his brother to fuck up. Because how else is he going to know about this? And how else is he going to have the proof of it? Just every (laughs) morning, him like scrambling down the stairs to the front step and like ripping the paper open. Damn it. Nothing. Still. (laughs) Meanwhile, his dad's just like, why do we have subscriptions to all the major newspapers for every county in the the same vicinity as us? It's all the same news. Why am I spending my money on this? Did you know the bully and the coach are father and son in real life? I did. Um, The coach wrote this movie. Whoa. Whoa. You will see my trivia and raise me. (laughs) I yes and also um I looked into both of them and they tend to act together a lot cuz the bully kid is in that uh MTV Teen Wolf show. Oh, I've never seen a second of it. I haven't either, but so is his father, the coach in this movie. Whoa. They're both on the same TV show. So I'm to assume that they only act together. Are you telling me that there might be some nepotism involved? It could be or the son's getting parts. And his dad really wanted to be an actor, well, too. Well, can my dad come? So he's just like, hey. He calls him on the phone. He's just like, hey, I heard you got the part. Congrats, son. Listen, do they need anybody else? Do they need somebody to play your, your father? <laughs> You've seen dad's apartment lately, haven't you? <laughs> Listen, I could just, I could really use this. Could you talk to the director? <laughs> Like whatever, whatever they need, I'll do. I'll do non-speaking, just like a day, just you know, whatever they need. They looking for any extra work? I'll stand in. I don't even have to be in the final cut. Listen, I wrote this script. It's called Legendary. Can you just get it in the right hands for me? <laughs> I didn't know anybody in this movie, but after I looked him up, like I knew a couple of them. I knew the mom of. is all. Yeah, the mom I definitely recognize from other stuff. I recognize the kid too, and I looked it up halfway through and found out that he's teen. He's t- the teenage version of Dexter. That blew my show mind. Dexter. It was. It's all in the lips. He's got like those weird, like kind of fish lips. Maybe that's why he's harvesting fish. Is that mean to say they remind me of fish? 
His lips remind me of fish. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> I knew I knew I had seen his lips before, so I looked him up, and sure enough, it was it was Teenage Dexter. I'd know those lips anywhere. I know those lips anywhere. They just they're they're unique. Let's talk about the character Luli. Luli is Cal's love interest in the film. Yeah, that's like probably the best way to describe her. Not necessarily. I would say Cal is her love interest yeah. in the film because he seems pretty apathetic towards he's, her throughout most of the movie. He's very cold to her, and she is like, and he's somehow nothing. her best friend. He's like so mean to her. Like not. Even <laughs> he's not like aggressively mean, but he's so just like flippant and like just disregards her so much. Yeah. Like and af- like he clearly knows that she likes him because she makes it very apparent that she likes him. Right. She says nice hiney at one point. Yeah. Which is one of the weirdest segues in the movie. Yeah, that was very strange because and I I understand why they did. I've seen kids do similar shit when they were like trying to make weight for wrestling. But like he just they get to the bottom of the stairs and he rips her backpack off her and he runs laps around the stairs, like up and down the stairs. And then he gets down and hands her her backpack, and she's just like, nice hiney, which is not how anyone <laughs> would respond to that situation. No. But he disregards it and says, speaking of heinies, my mom wants you to come over. What the fuck what does, does that, that mean? What does that mean, Cal? That is not, that, that's a segue, but it's not a segue. Segways usually make sense. Speaking of heinies, my mom wants you to come over. What are we supposed to infer by that? Yeah, and then Luli, rightly a little bit scared, says, <laughs> does she want to talk about my hiney? Does she say, and then he just blows about, it off. does she want to look at my hiney? It's, it's one of the two. It's one of the two. Luli asks a question, which is correct. She questions it, yeah, and he just disregards it. Yeah, I'd rather not answer that. <laughs> He's like, listen, I know what I just said doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> let's just go with it. I choose not to explain myself. Um, she's introduced to the movie. Um, he's at, he's out at his, his catfish pond and he happens upon her flashing like four teenage boys, including the bully, right? And including, no, I know that later on we find out he's the only one that hasn't seen him. That's right. Because he, because he does something much worse. (laughs) He assaults her at the uh, school dance, but this is apparently just something that she does. She doesn't have a, a a female like mother figure in her life, so she's going down a wrong. That's why Cal's mom wants to hang out with her, right? And she does later give her advice that she shouldn't display the whole package at at the beginning. You've you've got to keep them guessing. Yeah, which I I guess is solid mother motherly advice. I, I can't guess. speak to that. I can say it really didn't seem like Lily was enjoying herself at the catfish. Pond. No. And that no. it made me very sad. Yeah. Um, they don't really get into her trauma or, or what's causing her to make the decision she's making. Mm-hmm. They just sort of they just sort of like lay it out and let your let you decide what, what her problem is for yourself. Yeah, I it's thought like, it was an odd choice. It's like it's there it's only there to be a situation in which Cal can look heroic, but he doesn't do anything. Like he shoes them off and stuff. And yeah, like he he does basically. he does that at least, but then he like less so in the first scene. But like after the the instance at the school dance, he like shoot he punches the dude. They leave. 
the dance, right? And then he starts blaming her for it. Like, you know, why do, why do you keep making these decisions? I'm like, dude, the guy ripped her like ripped her dress open. She didn't make that decision. No, she's if anything turning a corner and and is is not doing stuff like that anymore cuz he he mentions it throughout the movie like she comes over and he's like are you going to wear that outfit to school yeah like he's he's making like subtle inferences he even asks her straight up you're not showing your boobs to people again are you <laughs> yeah and that's a fair question are you wearing that to school is not a fair question i don't think no, it's very interesting the choices they made with with that character. Yeah, also the way that he, she he's very protective of her, but not at all supportive of her is what I think I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, yeah, he puts it all on her. He's it's almost as if he's like, man, because of you, I have to scare off these these twerps that are looking at your boobs. It's like he looks at her as or those thing that part of their relationship as like an obligation that he's sick of. It's very strange. Yeah, and I just don't understand because it doesn't really serve any purpose to the story, in my view. <laughs> no, it seems it doesn't like <laughs> make you root for his character at all in the way that I think they're trying to. No, and I think what they're going for is like Cal is the type of person that that fixes things. Like he's fixed what he literally fixed John Cena's life. He got him a job. He got him out of jail. Like he did a lot, he he mended the relationship between Cena and and his mom. So like I think they're trying to per- portray him as somebody who's able. To, he's he's the fixer essentially. I just don't think it was like really necessary for for her character. He didn't really save her in any way. He did punch the guy when he unzipped her dress at the at the dance. Right. But apart from that, like if you're gonna have like a female love interest, just have one and yeah exactly like they didn't need to do any of that shit to make her the like quiet childhood friend next door that is starting to have no romantic feelings like they could have just done that story yeah it felt really weird that they needed to include all of this other stuff that really had no payoff in the end like she didn't visibly grow in any way i don't think yeah, at least not in she that way. She didn't change, really, I don't think, from, from start to end. I don't think she really changed. No. Maybe, like, a little more confident? A little more confident, and I guess we know that she's got a mother figure in her life now. Right. She, like, she gained a little hope, but not a lot much else, you know? <laughs> yeah. Weird character. I actually just wrote down at one point, Luli is weird. And not like not in not weird in the way that they're trying to be like this character is so weird, but like yeah. her place in the movie is so weird. <laughs> yeah, and all of her lines, like I understand what they're going for. I think I understand what the actress was going for in the way that, like, the decisions that she made and the way that she chose to portray that character. Right, because she just is is weird, like just off. Like yeah. the way that she delivers lines is odd as fuck, I thought. Yeah. But I think it was an active decision. That felt intentional. By by the actress to to deliver lines in a certain way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Maybe it's because uh, the coach wrote the movie. Yeah, maybe it's because the writing is not good. I think that's pretty much it. So there's a scene when they're at dinner. And this is a weird set dressing note that I had. <laughs> but they're at dinner. 
And Cal's trying to cut weight because he wants to wrestle. So he, he declines gravy and he declines salad dressing. But one thing I noticed when a couple things, one, is it weird that his mom is like putting gravy on his stuff or trying to put salad dressing on his stuff when it's like on the table and he could do it himself? I do think that is weird. weird. Yeah. I mean, I think those kind of dynamics vary from house to house. It feels weird to me. Sure. Yeah. No, it, it feels really weird to me too. But second thing I noticed, there is two bottles of salad dressing on the table, <laughs> right? Are they different variety or? No, they are the same. Just they a are couple. Both There's just Island. two thousand islands. They're just two thousand island. The two open thousand island. It's not like a situation where it's like, oh, this one's almost gone. Let's grab this other one because we know we're going to run out of this one. There's it's just two irresponsible. I don't understand it. I don't understand how a movie. The first thing I was told in film school was that everything that's in the frame is there for a reason. I don't think that was the case (laughs) in this scene. (laughs) I think that they needed to put more stuff, like whoever was doing set dressing for this scene in this movie was running out of shit to use. (laughs) And they're like, well, let's put some salad dressings on the table. We'll make it look a little more full. For one, it's just two of them eating. (laughs) (laughs) so like one would be plenty one would be plenty but also if you're gonna have two on the table why not make them different why do you need two opened bottles of thousand island dressing on the table do you think they just stole the dressing bottles from like craft service probably almost definitely and then there was like a ranch bottle but they were like well, we're going to want it while we're shooting this scene. So you get, you should just take the Thousand Island. Yeah. Nobody cares about Thousand Island. They're going to want the ranch. <laughs> Leave the ranch for grip. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was, I thought it was stupid that I noticed it and that I couldn't stop thinking about it while watching the scene. <laughs> but know- it's so funny too, because there's two different angles and one angle. And I thought I, this is all I could focus on when I was watching this scene. There's two angles, right? And so from one of the angles, the salad dressing, the other sa- the other Thousand Island dressing is turned away. So it could, be con- it could be a different variety for all we know. But when they cut to the other angle, it's not facing away. <laughs> so both angles that they're using to cut have a very clear Thousand Island dressing label on them. <laughs> you dummies thought it was they weren't both Thousand Island? They're both Thousand Island. <laughs> Felt like a slap in the face. Um, This is the scene where we find out that Mama doesn't want Cal to wrestle because it ruined her family. It's a a fair request, I think, by her. Yeah. And she's explaining why she doesn't want it because he's got all this other stuff going on and wrestling will consume your life. I've seen it happen. And your brother Mike was... He had other stuff going on too and wrestling just ate up all of his time and he got hurt while he was wrestling and he was built like a tank and you're a beanpole. <laughs> you're made out of balsa wood. She literally calls him a beanpole. That's not a nice thing to say. <laughs> My only note was, geez, mom. <laughs> Which was his reaction too. He's just like, oh, cool. Thanks. Super. That feels great. It It reminded me a lot of the time when uh i was younger and chunkier and my mom called me pork chop <laughs> dude yeah it was so mean <laughs> yeah 
I will forever remember it. Yeah, man. Parents don't realize like the body issues they give you. <laughs> no. And she was like, I love my mom to death. She's the nicest lady in the world as far as I'm concerned. But she said some mean shit when I was growing up. <laughs> One being calling me pork chop. Um, but yeah, that's what that scene reminded me of. <laughs> I noticed that Cena does a lot of his communicating through head nods. Oh, yeah, he's a very, he's a solemn man for most of this movie. Yeah, he lets that do it, like, he does the head nod. He's a solemn 28-year-old man in this movie. <laughs> I know, I wrote that down, too, which <laughs> I don't know 35. if he was actually, was he, is he, was he 35 when he made it? He's got to be around that, yeah. Because he's probably, like, early 40s now, right? I think he's, like, 45, yeah. 45? I, when he said that, because the way he phrased it was, I've been around 28 years, couldn't tell you much about the last eight of them. And I was like, 28 years? Are you kidding me? I'm 28 years old right now. I'm 28 years old. There's no fucking chance John Cena was 28 <laughs> in this movie. I won't believe it, even if it is true, because his body is ridiculous. And you can't get that in only 28 years. You know, I meant to say this uh, yesterday when we were doing blockers, but you remember how I was all hung up on, on the way John Cena's body looked in uh, fighting with my... No, with uh, playing with fire? Mm-hmm. He looked weird, right? He didn't look as weird in blockers, and he didn't look as weird in this movie. Right, yeah. Like, he, he looked more muscly. So I have to think that since he started acting, maybe he's... Not not going as hard on the workout routine. He's softened a bit? I think. Because there's a clear difference. Don't let him hear you say that. I... I, 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 I won't. I don't think he will. <laughs> and if he does listen, Cena, come on the podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about Bumblebee, bud. I just have a few questions regarding when you were manufactured. Mm-hmm. Who your pr- favorite programmer was? He gives me a head nod to know that we're we're understood because he does a lot of that in this movie. Like he's telling because Calvin comes, he want he he comes to his house. They haven't seen each other in however long, maybe never. It's kind of unclear. Twenty eight years. Twenty eight years, and he wants him to teach him to wrestle because Cena was an all American wrestler. Um, and he's just like, I got a lot going on. You know, I, I don't really have time. And it's just like nodding his head the whole time. I'm just real busy like, right maybe, now. Maybe, maybe, you, maybe you better go. But he doesn't say that, but he does. He says it with a head yeah, nod. Yeah, it's just a head nod that means we're done talking. It's like, it's two moves. It's head nod and it's eyes fiercening. A little bit of an eyebrow raise. He says a lot with his eyes. Mm-hmm. I don't think he, I don't think, I'm, I mean, maybe it's too early for this. I feel like Cena's doing as well as he can do in this movie. Yeah, I'd say so. I think he does. Yeah, he does fine. He's not the best actor in this movie, but he's not close to the worst. Yeah, it'll be tough for him to beat Rock in Gridiron Gang. I think maybe if if The Rock had done a movie of similar caliber to this, then maybe it'd be closer. But I remember Gridiron Gang. I have a feeling that The Rock's going to win this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Which is a shame, because Cena really did do as 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 well as he could. Yeah, it's he... just the Gridiron Gang was written by someone who can write a movie. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Gridiron Gang wasn't a WWE Studios joint <laughs> that I'm that I'm aware of. It may have been. I Has WWE know. Studios made a good movie since? Fighting with since my family Legendary? has to be their closest, right? Oh, I would say so. And it's still uh, very much a WWE Studios movie. Like it, it yeah, lacks I've seen, in areas. I've seen a few since doing this podcast. Um, Behind Enemy Lines 3 <laughs> was better than this movie, I think. Really? I think so, yeah. Wow, this one was kind of hard for it? me to finish. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> is Owen Wilson in it? No, he's not. Um, that movie had Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy, in it. Um, Mr. Ken, Kenneth Kennedy? Yeah, Kennedy. And Joe Manganiello was the lead, uh, which is funny because, like, Kennedy's not in the movie that much, but he's on the poster like he's the, the star of the movie. To, br- to get the wrestling fans. Yeah, basically. <laughs> which, like, the wrestling fans who are going to watch it because Kennedy's in it already know that he's in it. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, it's not like he was that big of a... St- it was actually on his way out of WWE, I'm pretty sure, when he made that movie. Like, he was, like, a year later, he was gone, and he was Mr. Anderson again in TNA. But, yeah, that was a better movie than this movie, I think. I th- The very first one that I did, I can't remember the name of it, but it was Stone Cold and Steven Seagal. Whoa. Yeah. I did that one with Austin, I think. Can't remember the name of it. Look it up. <laughs> Do your own homework. <laughs> that movie was better than this movie, and that movie wasn't good. So this yeah, movie- man. I mean, they did. Tough. Didn't they do like a couple horror movies? Like one with um, Halle Berry and one with Karen Gillan, I think. I know the. Yeah, they definitely did one with Halle Berry. They've done a few horror movies. The See No Evil movies, I'm pretty sure, were WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That has to be like their best movie, right? Because you can be just a little bit campier and a little like less refined. Oh, yeah. For horror, yeah, horror. The, horror, the horror genre is definitely way more forgiving. Um, just because there's so many bad horror movies out there. <laughs> yeah, Like, totally. so, so many bad ones out there that, you know, it's a little more forgiving. That's definitely closer to their lane, I think. I think they should probably focus more in that area. Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't seen a, haven't seen a WWE Films movie that I've liked yet, apart from maybe uh, Fighting With My Family. And that movie I liked just because I like page and i like that story <laughs> and i like nick frost and i like nick frost he was definitely one of the better parts of that movie <laughs> yeah that movie i mean we what do we need to talk about that movie again it's fine we are it's like weird. It's, it's good fine. but it's like it's still just got like a little bit of that like wwe studios film on it i yeah. mean like yeah it definitely does not film like movie but film like a grease yeah <laughs> yeah back to legendary this mom really doesn't want Cal to wrestle. Please don't wrestle. She even goes to the coach. And she, she goes to his coach. She's not like a she, like she doesn't require a ton of chores. On, like they have a really good casual like e- equal relationship. She's not. It seems like an, she a doesn't good ask a lot of him. All she asks is please don't wrestle. Yeah, and what's funny is like. There's no, like, major point where she decides, okay, I'm okay with you wrestling. She just eventually sort of gives in and is just fine with it. Yeah. And then she's rooting for him. She's just like, I guess I won't fucking stop you. I can't stop your destiny. It's in your blood to be a wrestler. (laughs) 
Even if you're a bean pole. It's in your little bean pole. Interesting soundtrack. A lot of hustle, loyalty, and respect. Like three different times. Definitely going to play that at the end of this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. John Cena rapping in a John Cena movie. Get out of town. That's that's literally Cena being like, look, if I'm going to be in this piece of shit, yeah. I'm getting a second <laughs> that was, royalty check. <laughs> that, was in, that was in the contract. I would describe the soundtrack as... A bunch of songs by bands that sound like popular bands. Like one of my notes <laughs> later on is, what is this real Nickelback or fake Nickelback? <laughs> <laughs> because, and I had to ask myself because one, it sounded like Nickelback. But two, I didn't think that they had the budget to get a Nickelback to like, to be able to spare for a Nickelback song. Right in this movie. So I got to think it was fake Nickelback, but I'm pretty sure I also heard fake audio slave. And I think I heard <laughs> a couple other f- fake bands. Yeah. There was like fake some 41 fake some 41. Yeah. 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 It was definitely like the third or fourth page of the royalty free music website. Yeah. <laughs> I bought this soundtrack. <laughs> Wait, what? whoa (laughs) no i didn't i was gonna try to convince you i bought it and that it was gonna be my new workout soundtrack that like spun me all the way around (laughs) that was crazy no i didn't buy that fucking soundtrack did you look it up no what's the track list i should though yeah let's find let's uh that's that's one to look into hopefully this doesn't crash your recording stop me from yeah We'll see. Your computer's probably Chrome's a little bouncing. more powerful than my laptop. Uh, maybe. Soundtrack. Legendary soundtrack. Not the TV show. The movie, of course. There's a TV show called Legendary? Apparently. Every time I search for Legendary, that's what comes up. And it feels dumb to type in Legendary Movie, as I've also done a couple times. All right, so we got Beta Wolf is the artist. Song is Undertow. So, Beta Wolf. Um, Civil Twilight is an artist. Letters from the Sky. Civil Twilight? Civil Twilight. What What was their song called? Letters from the Sky. Letters from, from the, the Sky. Album, <laughs> from the album Civil Twilight. Are they named after the Weaker Than song? Uh, quite possibly. They might have been fake Weaker Thans. Whoa! There was there wasn't fake Weaker Thans in this movie. There was one, like, there was one that could have been like a really bad pop punk version of a weaker thens yeah but that's for another i've derailed us we got color academy with the song through telescopes from the album through telescopes the vibe i got from most of the soundtrack was really really rocking christian rock mm-hmm. yeah christian like rock or at least like non-christian rock that would accept a few christian tours yes um we got flash lightning is the artist with the song Flash Lightning from the album Flash Lightning. <laughs> Woof. Guess what the name of their label is? The label that they're is on. Is it Flash Lightning? No, it's Pheromone Recordings. Ugh, yuck. <laughs> yeah. We got the artist Golden State with the song We Must Start Again from the album Problem Reaction Solution Volume 2. <laughs> Re-reaction. We- <laughs> <laughs> we got Hail the Villain with the song Take Back the Fear. We got Shaman's Harvest with the song Dragonfly. Taddy Porter with the song Railroad Queen. Excuse and me, Taddy? In the morning. They, 
Taddy. They had two songs. And Fit for Rivals with the song Crash. And then Politics and Assassins with the song It's Your Last Shot. They did not include Hustle, Loyalty, Respect on here. Couldn't afford it. So yeah, great soundtrack. <laughs> Definitely was fake. I wonder which one of those was uh, fake Nickelback. I'm curious. Was that? My guess is Civil Was that Civil nominated Twilight for a best song, Oscar? Hustle, Loyalty, and Respect? Uh, two. Pretty sure. <laughs> it was nominated for two. <laughs> they, they created. <laughs> they created another category called also best song. <laughs> And that that one was the only nomination. Winner of We Really Like This Song at the Oscars this year. <laughs> Just kind of pumps us up, you know? <laughs> Cal lost his first match, which is understandable. Yeah. He just started wrestling, and his brother hasn't taught him a damn thing yet. His brother won't teach him. You'd lose too if my brother wouldn't teach you. <laughs> so Cena, meanwhile, he's lost his job. He's lost all motivation. He's lost his relationship with his family. It's it appears that he's an alcoholic. They never explicitly say he's an alcoholic, but they But he's they drinking sort of in the sunlight. It. He's drinking a beer during the day. Seemingly it's morning. And he's quiet. And those are two things. Yep. So he goes to the bar and he's shooting pool, right? It seems to be his local bar, his 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 regular joint. Yeah. And he's shooting pool and he walks to the other side to get a better angle at the ball and all he says to this very big dude is watch yourself buddy i think watch yourself, i boss. think that's what it was it was like watch yourself boss gave him a friendly pat on the back just basically saying hey i'm i'm here i'm in your space i'm gonna take my shot then i'm gonna get out of your space very friendly right mm-hmm. this dude's offended because <laughs> watch yourself boss in a different tone and under different circumstances could be an instigation for sure yeah, like if I'm walking back to my table with my drinks and I accidentally bump into you and you say, watch it, boss, then I feel threatened. Right. But if I'm standing at a table drinking my drink and a guy comes up behind me and he needs to get in my space to shoot his pool and says, watch it, boss, I'm not offended. If he says, watch I'm it, not boss, threatened. and I feel a little anger and then I turn around and I see that he's playing pool, I immediately let go of that anger. Yeah, because you're like, oh, okay, this is the situation. Not worth getting in trouble over. Not worth scuffling over. He didn't mean it the way I thought he meant it. He may as well have said, fuck you, <laughs> to this guy. <laughs> because he turns around and he's like, do we got a problem? We got a problem? Are you talking about my mom or something like that? <laughs> like that kind of energy? Yeah. And then Cena proceeds to slam his face against the pool table a bunch of times. Dude, he was that's like... How Cena gets in trouble. He was two more strikes against the bar top away from a murder charge. <laughs> I would say it was pretty violent. He gave that dude the business. Yeah, and it's all over a comment made while shooting pool. And Cena did try to walk away. He did try. So he almost murdered a man in self-defense, I guess. We'll see Cena in this same position later on in the movie after making the right decision. But we'll talk about that later. Cena gets arrested, and Cal finds out in the weirdest way. We talked about that. The kid drives up and throws a newspaper at him. So I can't get over how odd. There are so many layers to that. Extra, extra, thing. read and all about under- it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made it a little better. <laughs> Cal saves the day in court. He just shows up. He he steals Luli's sco- scooter. Surprise character goes, witness. Goes to Muskogee County. Muskogee? Muskogee? Muskogee. Muskogee. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want to get that wrong. I'm an Oki from Muskogee. <laughs> 
<laughs> or Is something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not an artist, so I don't know shit. <laughs> he goes to court, and I don't know if this is possible. Like, if my brother was in trouble with the law, and I show up to court, and I don't take any sort of oath to tell the truth, <laughs> the, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. There's been no... So help me God. <laughs> the, the, the prosecution hasn't been made aware that I'll be there. Nope, I just showed up, and I say, hey, your honor, can I just say a few words? Yeah. <laughs> it was a real, and then I, I'll allow it kind of situation. All right, I'll allow it this time. Um, then he lies. He tells a bunch of lies to the judge. <laughs> gives Cena a couple head nods to let him know, hey, go along with my story. Which Cena, of course, understands because Cena invented the head he nod. He speaks in nod. He's fluent in nod. He is fluent in Mandarin. English head nod. <laughs> and he's conversational in French and Spanish. <laughs> yeah. he's. They're still working on getting those chips installed, and then he'll know all the language. Mm-hmm. He can read Latin. <laughs> really? Yeah, but he can't speak, so. How is, how is his Sanskrit? I, yeah, that, I don't know about. I heard his Aramaic is okay, but I haven't heard about Sanskrit. Okay. We'll find out eventually. Mm-hmm. Silver-tongued in Parsi, though. <laughs> I've already gotten to my other notes. 28 years old was one of them, with an exclamation point and a question mark. <laughs> in tarot, Because I don't believe it. Luli is weird. Yes, Luli was weird. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. So, see, Cal saves the day in court. Cena decides to start training him. Cal gets Cena a job. There's a very touching montage of them training, learning together, Cena's old wrestling buddy shows up for a minute. Cena gives him a piece of advice, and it's 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 part of the the three things that you need to know to be able to wrestle, which is psychology and two other things that I can't remember. <laughs> Speed, strength, and psychology, I think. Yeah, something like that. Speed, strength, and psychology. So the psychology part of it, he tells him to weigh in naked <laughs> because it'll <laughs> fuck with the guy that move, you're wrestling. I, I thought so, too, because, like, if I were to put myself in the school in the shoes of a high school wrestler and I'm at a wrestling meet and we're weighing in and I see the guy that I got to wrestle, I'm sizing him up and then I see him drop his drawers. <laughs> that's going to fuck with me, dude. Yeah, because we're in high school and we don't do that shit. No, I don't. I didn't. <laughs> that wasn't me. Wasn't me. Um, I couldn't wrestle, though. I couldn't do the flips. They have you do the flips. I can't do the flips. I get dizzy. <laughs> I tried when I was when I was little. I tried, couldn't do it. Starts winning meets. Cal starts figuring it out. Still wants Cena to teach him the the fabled reverse cradle. Oh yeah, the, Cena won't do the it. legendary reverse cradle. The legendary reverse cradle. Cena won't do it. You're not ready, kid. Got to walk before you can run. And other cliches. <laughs> You've shown me the hustle. You've shown me the respect. Now show me the loyalty. <laughs> I want you to earn this sweatband. <laughs> yeah, that's how you... Uh, it's kind of like getting different belts in martial arts. <laughs> like, you know how you progress, you get different colored belts. Yeah. When you train with Cena, you progressively get different colored uh, wrist wristbands and headbands that you wear on your bicep. That's excellent. Because your bicep's too big. <laughs> I'm a yellow band right now. Oh, I'm still white band. I'm working on my neon green. I've passed the hustle and loyalty courses. I have not passed the respect. I just can't yet. muster any respect. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, he tells me I got to respect myself before <laughs> I can. <laughs> and it's just hard. So it's I've been just, failing for hard, 10 man. years straight. <laughs> I've been on the same belt for 10 years. <laughs> Cena says he's not going to any of the meets. There's too many people in that gym that he knows. They're going to ask him what he's been up to, which is apparently nothing. He's just getting in bar fights. He's getting in bar fights, but honestly, like Cena doesn't seem to be like doing that poorly. He had a, a good job for a while. Everybody falls on hard times eventually yeah. and, and ends up with setbacks, you know? <laughs> yeah, and they don't get into his drinking enough to say if that's like a real problem. No, seemingly his only problem is that he got fired from his job. Right. Like, and he's not wrestling that's, anymore. That's it. Those are his And he problems. got into a... Right, and he got into a fight, which was kind of unavoidable, because if you look at that go- that guy the wrong way, he's going to fight you, apparently. Yeah. Definitely don't don't say watch yourself, but And if you boss. touch him and say watch yourself, boss. <clears throat> oh, you're done for. Yeah. But Cena does come to the meets, and I, he, you see lots of shots of him standing in the stairwell, yeah. which I, I nicknamed Cena's stairwell, yeah. because you only ever see him in there, and he's, he's hiding from everybody else, but he's watching Cal. The hustle, loyalty, and resteps. <laughs> eventually cena drives by the the old bar that he used to go to where he got in the fight and got in so much trouble and he's really struggling he decides to go in orders whatever's on tap guess who's there boss boss is there and he calls back up <laughs> cena doesn't drink though he doesn't no doesn't he just have dinner i don't even think he has dinner i think he, he just like sits goes and stares there at a beer he goes there he sees his favorite cocktail waitress they say what's up she asks what he's drinking he says i'll, I'll just have whatever's on tap then he sits down she brings him his beer mike we have multiple and then taps. He reali- <laughs> yeah like which which one i'm just gonna pick one <laughs> light or dark can you direct me <laughs> bud light bud light it is <laughs> um <laughs> And then he gets his beer and he's looking at it and he's, you can tell, you can see it on his face. He's, he's, he's showing, he's not telling, he's saying, man, I don't know what I was, what I thought I was going to find here, but this isn't for me anymore. And he leaves a tip, he leaves money for the beer and he tries to walk out. He tries to walk away, but he can't because the guy brought back up and he still beats up all three of them. And they all like, did they all, did all the backup get there? And then split up, like, you go hide on this side of the bar, and I'll go hide on this one. You walk up from the middle of the parking lot. Or did they all just arrive at the perfect time? I think they all just arrived at the perfect time, because seemingly, we see John Cena walk in, you see the the big guy that he fought earlier, see him, and make a phone call. And then, as soon as Cena decides not to drink the beer and walk away, he gets outside, and not a word is spoken. Like, the, the two guys that show up as backup don't say, hey, you... You messed our friend up a while ago. We're going to beat you up. They don't say anything. Cena doesn't it's say, all who just, are you? No, it's all expressed with nods. <laughs> no words need be spoken. I take you from your nod that I'm going to have to fight you tonight. Oh, I see that you are <laughs> with the gentleman that I... <laughs> and I respond I, with this nod telling you, I don't want to, but I will if I have to. I'm trying to leave this life behind. <laughs> see... What what the question I have is so the first time that they had an inter- encounter the big guy got too easily offended and then got his face smashed into the bar top like eight times probably fucked him up fucked him up enough to where Cena was on trial because of it <laughs> right <laughs> right so if it's me and I jumped maybe I had a few too many drinks maybe I got offended a little too easily by this guy that's just trying to shoot pool next to me 
Maybe I let this go if I see him again. <laughs> no. I know, no, dude. No chance. He almost killed you. He almost fucking killed you in a fight that you started. Yes. Which I'm assuming is why he called backup. Revenge is the only motivation I can see here. Mm-hmm. But still. You made me feel Cena, small and I'm not. Cena, this time completely sober, was easily able to beat up all three of these guys. He put the big guy through a window. Oh, dispatched like a, them with a, like ease. A, yeah. But he got in trouble again. They caught him. I think pretty sure his mom got him out of it this time because his mom works in some law office. No, she dated no, a she, guy she in went, the she district went on, attorney's office. Yeah. She went on a date with the ADA. That's right. So she pulled some strings. Yeah. And then they, they, yeah. Yeah. It's right around this time in the movie where they start playing the Hustle Loyalty Respect song. They play it three times. Three crucial three moments. Three different times. Yes. But the first one happens right around here. Cena, when he finds out his mom gets him out of jail, they, they reunite. They they reconnect. They they fix their relationship. But Cena says a line when he finally gives in and, and lets go of the trauma that he's been holding on to, that he couldn't save his father from the car wreck. And he says, he made me feel invincible. I just couldn't pull him from the car. Oh. Tragic. That is also it was also I think one of the only times that like Cena actually verbally exposed something versus saying something with a head nod in his eyes. <laughs> the first take was just a teary eyed shake of the head. Yeah, and they're like, "No, John, <laughs> like, no, we, John, we need a little one. more." Yeah, he just he he just pulled that one out. <laughs> He's like, "I don't know if this makes sense to the story or not." <laughs> I like to think that that was just a take that he made, and that was his best take. And they're like, oh, pull him from the car. What does that mean? Okay, let's let's figure this out. And then they went back and they wrote the backstory. Yeah. <laughs> and they filmed ex- they filmed extra scenes to explain it. <laughs> they're like, how do we how do we there there hasn't been a father figure up until this point. How do we put it in a newspaper and have Cal read it? This kid loves <laughs> the paper. This kid reads newspapers like nobody's business it's 2010 and he loves reading print journalism i saw him reading the muskogee chronicle yesterday (laughs) we don't even live in muskogee (laughs) he's a newspaper fiend i mean i'd buy it the kid listens to opera to get pumped up that's a great point actually i don't think opera would be what i would choose but i could i guess i could see it. i understand the appeal but it's i don't feel the appeal i you know it's funny and i think you'll enjoy this this has nothing to do with the movie or anything really um, so there's a kid at work. I won't say his name and no way he listens to this anyway. We'll call him Cal. He, we'll call him Cal. <laughs> he's friends. His brother's with Mike. His dad's name was Mac. Um, anyway, there's a kid at work and he is a, he, he studied the same thing you did at MSU, which was, uh, music, music technology tech. Right. Um, and I think he's more focused in, uh, can't think of the name of it. Composition. Maybe. Yeah, classical music, orchestration, and that kind of stuff. Orchestration, thank you. Yes, so I think he's he's focused in that. I, I don't know if he's getting his masters or, or whatever, but <clears throat> he listens. You know how people like listen to music, like they would listen to music in the deli, like put on the radio or or in the dairy cooler. They listen to music, right? He does the same thing, um, but he listens to like orchestra music. That's curious. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of get, get it if, if that's what he's studying it is and that's funny he, to make all your co-workers listen to it when they're I just like so i would really like to listen to a song 
<laughs> like every time I pass through there and he's listening to it, I'm just like, you you get enjoyment out of this? Like this motivates you? Like this this helps you get fired up to to get work done? I mean that I that part I do to totally understand. Actually, I think it's like I've gotten a lot of work done listening to classical music and stuff. It is just funny in a communal setting. Yeah, that's I think what I yeah that I I don't get it. Nice kid. <laughs> Bless his heart. Throw on uh, the classic rock station. That's all, That's all I'm saying. Let's mix it up. So, Cal is in his final match. He's he's about to win. He's already medaled, whatever that means, in whatever competition they're in. State state championships is what I presume. Yeah. He's medaled, so he's he's placed, but now he's going for the win. And they give him pyro and entrance music. When he's walking out to the mat, dude, and and Luli made him a fucking super oh, made him sick like a nature robe. boy road. Yeah, did you notice the uh, the broken skulls on there? No. <laughs> yeah, there's it was I th- I think it had to have been a nod because those were unmistakably Steve Austin skulls. Wow, I didn't notice that at all. I was my eye was too distracted by the the flame hood and lining. Yeah. So well, my thought is it's either it's one of two things. They either made the actor decision to like pay homage to stone cold because it's a WWE movie or two. They just had that lying around (laughs) in their wardrobe. (laughs) Like I like to imagine that they, they pitched that to Steve Austin at one point in his career. Like, Hey, we made you this awesome robe. Wardrobe has this really cool robe for you. It's a bit of a new look, but I think you're really going to like it. And obviously Steve Austin isn't one to wear robes. He's not. No, especially not like one so silky. Yeah, so they're like, all right, well, we might as well not repurpose this. Let's just keep it locked away in case we can use it later. <laughs> and they could. <laughs> Give it to WWE Studios. <laughs> I bet they gave so much shit to WWE oh, Studios dude. that they just can't use anymore. <laughs> I wonder if uh, the milk truck that Kurt Angle used is was in a WWE Studios film at some point. Did, was that? Did they buy that milk truck? Doubtful. But maybe. I like to think that they bought all of the vehicles. They bought a Zamboni. Do you know what they call that department um, in WWE where they like they need like a prop or a gimmick of, of some kind, like a gimmick chair or like like the, the 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 creation of Kevin painting with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho? Like whenever they need something like that, they call that the magic department. What did you know that? No, they call it the magic department. Oh, yeah. Why? I uh, I don't know because that's where the magic happens, I guess. Okay. <laughs> They're like they, my understanding of it is they'll come up with a story and then Vince McMahon or somebody working for Vince McMahon will be like, "Hey, we need this crazy thing and this crazy thing and this crazy thing." And they they just call the magic department for it. It's basically the prop department and they just figure it out, but they call it the magic. It's just department. like, "Can you work your magic?" kind of thing. I guess, yeah. Hmm. Or that's the magic of story. It's a little cutesy for the WWE. Like I wouldn't have expected. I that. thought so. Um, this is where we find out that red is dad's coach and not just some old fisherman. Right. So this is where I got to, where I got to figure out. So he's only ever acknowledged by Mac, Mike and Cal. So I think that it's safe to say that he's not actually there. He's only visible to the, the Chetley brothers because he was in the car that day. 
Because he right? was going with them to the tournament. Right. That's a ghost. That is like a Jedi spirit meant simply to give guidance to the Chetley boys. But then again, I have to ask the same question I asked at the beginning of the podcast. Why isn't Mac the spirit guide then if they were both in the car? That is a good question. Where is Mac if if Henry can be here? <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe Mac didn't actually care about his kids. Maybe. <laughs> let's just assume. Let's just assume. But let's say he didn't actually care about his kids. Okay, we'll say let's that. Let's say that he was he was using Mike as a way to relive his glory days. Probably High true to some wrestling. degree or another. Saw himself trying to relive his moment. Never knew Cal, so who cares about Cal? Kid can't wrestle. He's three. But maybe Red, Danny Glover, saw this beforehand and... The only thing he tried to impart on Mac when he was training Mac to wrestle was, hey, listen, family's important. You got to guide these kids. You got to be their father figure. Maybe Mac just couldn't realize it. Maybe the reason they were in the car, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing your best. I was trying. I really, for a minute there, I had a chance to, to be able to just say that he was a Jedi spirit the entire time. But when they came in at the end, <laughs> made it kind of tough. Yeah, it'd be hard to it'd be hard to quote him in the newspaper if he if he died in the car too. <laughs> Fuck it, I won't rewrite it. The ending was weird. So Cal loses the match. He does the reverse cradle though. He does. He does master the he masters the reverse cradle. Just couldn't pin him in time. Right. Came up a couple points shy. Kind of heartbreaking. The ref raises the kid that won his hand because he won. And that's what you do. That's the hand you raise. <laughs> right. And then they, Cena and, and Cal have a moment together like they hug. Cena's brought to his knees. When, when Cal loses, he's he, so he disappointed. drops to his knees. He looks like when you shoot somebody in Goldeneye and they drop and then they drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you played Goldeneye or not. I, get the, I, can, I understand. <laughs> he dropped to his knees. And then afterwards, he's like, oh, it's okay. They hug. They're like, hey, you tried your best. And then Cena raises Cal's hand as if Cal won. And then the crowd goes nuts. So put yourself in the position of the other wrestler, the one that actually won <laughs> state championships. <laughs> he's the one that actually won the state championship in that weight class. The guy he wrestled had an elaborate entrance, violated many fire codes, the coach himself said, I hope the fire marshal doesn't shut us down. It's probably <laughs> against the, music. the like school league rules to have an entrance Almost like that, certainly. just like in an unsportsmanlike conduct kind of way. Yeah, it's showboating to a certain degree for sure. He has entrance music where his brother is clearly the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a robe. And then after you've won the match and he's lost, the ref has raised your hand afterwards they're still cheering for the other guy. Yeah, dude. And and you're you're this kid and you're like, "Well, dude, he got the reverse cradle in on me, but I held him out of the pin for 30 fucking seconds to keep the win." <laughs> yeah. Is that not an achievement in itself? He made a great effort, but I'm still the one that won. Give me some. <laughs> yeah, so I can't wait for the sequel where that kid plots his revenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty much the movie. It was a fairly happy ending. Everybody seemed to get what they want in the end. Uh, Cal got a new pump from from Tu Tuli Luli, Luli. <laughs> from Luli. 
<laughs> Got a new pump from Luli. She's once again showing how much she cares about him. She does care about him a great deal. And and ignores how little he cares about her. <laughs> yeah, not 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 the best movie I've watched for this podcast. No, that's for sure. no, maybe not the worst, but not the best. There are worse movies than this one. Yeah, there are. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Gridiron Gang. Maybe The Rock wasn't on his game in that movie. I remember liking it, so I don't have. I remember a good liking for it Cena. also. I don't have high hopes for for Cena in this one. Cena's. He's already up two to zero, so he's 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 doing okay. He's still got a shot. Yeah. We'll see we'll see what happens. Can Cena beat the Rock? Maybe he can hold off that pin in the reverse cradle for the rest of this season. <laughs> hey, if anybody can, it's Mike Chetley. <laughs> Dude, we didn't That's even mention sure. it, but what I mean, no, I don't want to be disrespectful. I've just never heard the name Chetley before. Like to the point that the first time that they said it out loud, I was sure that it was Cal's first name. And I'm like, wow, Chetley is a wild first name. Call him Chet for short. Exactly. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a movie calling this kid Chet. Nope. Calvin Chetley. I've never heard Chetley before either. It reminds me of Chutney Mm -hmm. is my, where my mind goes immediately. Yeah. That's a word I know. Reminds me of Chutney. They should have named him Chutney. (laughs) Cal Chutney. Cal Chutney. This is my brother, Mike. Mac Chutney. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. All right. We'll see what happens with the Gridiron Gang, I guess. I'm excited, man. Yeah, me too. It's it's closer than I thought it was going to be. I didn't expect expect Cena to get two wins. I thought it was going to be a clean sweep. Yeah, dude. Especially, like, Blockers especially was a big surprise. I'm I'm interested to see if Cena can pull any other upsets. Because I expected Blockers to be pretty... Pretty bad. Not not great. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a know, perfect movie, Bumble- but it, it gets the job done. Yeah, it, it squeaked out a win against Baywatch. Yeah, and that's definitive. So, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we got, we got uh, Bumblebee versus Doom, I think. That's going to be a hard one for me to choose in a very different way. Yeah, well, ah, who knows, man? We don't know. I don't know. don't know. I guess I don't actually know is one thing that I'm learning through this. I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll we'll reevaluate. We'll see. Maybe we won't do Doom. Maybe we can do something a little closer to... Because Bumblebee's like... It's a Transformers offshoot. Right. There's a Transformer in it. So I'm trying to think of something like similar. Skyscraper. I'm sure. Skyscraper, maybe. I know Biggs wanted to do Skyscraper. Oh, yeah? Well, we should call him then. Yeah. We should. Maybe we should. Maybe we'll do that. What else do we got? What? Yeah, what's the next matchup? I mean, not the next, but the other. We got Pain and Gain. Oh, maybe we can do Pain and Gain and Bumblebee. Those are kind oh, of yeah. similar, right? Yeah. Because I don't know if um, Michael Bay, I couldn't remember his name. I don't know if Michael Bay directed Bumblebee, but it's definitely, oh, he created that yeah, Transformers Michael- world. So it's as close a comparison as we could hope for. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do Bumblebee and Pain and Gain. And then we'll have 12 rounds and another rock action movie. Maybe something where he plays a cop. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Are we... What's that movie where... What's that movie? Where what? Um, Where he's like with Kevin Hart. Um, There's a couple. Central Intelligence. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Jumanji was the other one. Yeah. Oh, we'll figure it out. That's like a comedy though, isn't it? It probably is. It Kevin is, Hart's yeah. He's, he must have been a cop in something. Look I'm at him. I'm sure of it. <laughs> He's the copiest motherfucker I've ever seen. <laughs> Apart from Cena. 
Dude, I want Rock and Cena to do a buddy cop movie. Holy shit. That would be awesome. With Batista as Who the villain? Who plays the muscle? Who plays the muscle, though? <laughs> That's the real question, isn't it? It is. Just like I just want the most jacked movie that there's ever been. So Batista's the villain, and then from there I don't we gotta figure it out. But oh, uh, we could we could pack that movie full of beef. I don't want the main cast to be able to go on an elevator in one trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what movie we're writing next. <laughs> cool. All right, there it is. The inspirational journey of the Chetley brothers, the wrestling Chetley brothers from Muskogee. They weren't from Muskogee. That was the next county over. Mike lived in Muskogee. Doesn't matter. I want to thank Biggs and the Not Safer Network for helping me put movies with wrestlers out every two weeks. It's been real fun. We're we're just about halfway through the the journey to see who the better wrestle actor is. Leaning and seen his favor, but I gotta think that's gonna change soon. Uh, check out all the shows on the Not Safe for Network. There's a Cosmic Void. There's Not Safe for Network. There's this show. There's a ton in the back catalog. Go check out a show from the past. We had a good life. It's one of my favorites. I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank Panther Car for doing the intro outro music. Panther Car is a local Bozeman band. Uh, they have a record out now called Pomegranate. Go buy it on a Bandcamp Friday. It's the first Friday of each month. All of the proceeds go directly to the artists, and that's pretty cool. So wait until Bandcamp Friday. Go buy Pomegranate. The intro outro music's called Non-Peril. I want to thank all of you for listening. I'm in a couple of bands. Anaconda Vice is my wrestle band. Cherry is my non-wrestling band. Go to Bandcamp. We're on both of those. All right, that's all I got. We'll see you in two weeks. Okay, bye. Subscribe to all the podcasts on our network. Season 3 of Movies with Wrestlers has Eric and Connor answering the question on everyone's mind. Who's better, The Rock or John Cena? Every week, A Cosmic Void has Jeremiah and Biggs deconstructing influential movies. Not Safe for Network examines the zeitgeist through rabbit holes, deep dives, interviews, and pop culture battles weekly. And if you need some classic TV talk, catch up on the previous three seasons of In Syndication.